0: Hey, this is Matteo Lane.
1: I'm Emma Willman.
0: And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. I, all right, so I'm calling from upstate New York. In my and welcome, everybody, hotel. to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the show. This is the first hotel that I've been in since March 12th or something like that. Keeping in mind, I think a lot of people maybe don't always use hotels, but our lives are living in ho- like living in hotels, weekly right. in hotels. I had like a hotel routine. I would go into hotels. I immediately put on the travel channel. Um, I go grocery mm-hmm. shopping so that I have food ready to microwave. I, you know, it's like a whole, I get my Nintendo Switch set up. I have everything set up. So traveling this time, I even have a hotel bag. Mm-hmm. Michelle Wolf taught me to have, cause I hate packing. She goes, I buy two of everything. Two toothbrush, two toothpaste, two hair, th- and you just always have one in a bag, and then <laughs> you just throw it in. I thought, oh my god, that was a lifesaver. Same with clothes. Not with clothes, but clothes are easy to pack. Like oh, see the other stuff. Socks, jeans do
1: Okay, the other stuff I always buy like in bulk, so I just like have tons of it. It's the clothes, or I'm like picking out different outfits, bothers me more.
0: Yeah, I think I always just wear like two shirts and right. two pair of pants and then like underwear and that's pretty m- much it can i just say what's funny is you have a fake background but i look like i have a fake background
1: you do yeah if you're seeing this on the patreon we have and i look rough because we're in hotel lighting and i didn't it's the, whew.
0: it's not uh, our preferred lighting I'll you're say lighting that. you're right your background really
1: does look fake
0: i look like i'm in one of those yeah. commercials where like you know there's they're trying to have someone act normal but like when I went on for online college, but like right. the background doesn't match the lighting right. in the studio. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, but it looks fake, but it's real. I promise you it's real. I, be, I believe you're
1: not doing some hoax where you're like pretending to be doing a show in Rochester, but really you're not. Ooh. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I'm just lying. He's this lying. Is so, this is so bizarre.
1: It, I gotta say, so I didn't realize, because I, I would not always go to the grocery store when I would get into town. I'd say most of the time I wouldn't. Every now and then I would. And then do, the most recent time that I was traveling, I realized, I was like, oh, I spend like, it's like expensive to get, because every day I would go get a coffee at starbucks and it you know it'd be curbside pickup and then we would do then i would go into panera bread would be open socially distanced but and i would go to panera bread and then i would get a dinner at the club or i would get panera bread or like three times a day like three salads a sandwich whatever it'd be like 50 bucks easy and when i'm doing it i don't think of it and then afterwards i was like oh that going to the grocery store saves like so much money on the road
0: I bring, t- this is how much, this is how much we were on the road. I bring Tupperware. Uh, when I go to the grocery store, you buy cereal, almond milk, yogurt, frozen chicken, frozen vegetables, ready to go rice, done. How do you and cook it? You just microwave it. So I put, I just lay oh. it out. I put rice. I put my chicken and vegetables together. I have like four of those. It makes about four or five. And then I have yogurt in the fridge. So you're really ready to go, you know, whatever. And then it's like, it costs maybe at most $50, which lasts you for three days. And Great. yeah, oh my God, it's so cheap. Cause you're right. Like just going to Starbucks four times is going to cost you
1: $50. It's crazy. And that's one thing I'm like grateful for with the pandemic. Like it's like me, it's because it's removed everything in my life. Then all of a sudden, I mean, Grateful in the context of like this is awful, what's happening? But it's removed everything in my life, so now I see where I would spend money, and like now I'm able to like track it better because it's like an elimination diet. We take everything away, then when you go do stuff, you're aware of it because it's not the norm. Because the norm's right. are taken away. So when you yeah. got to the hotel, how did it feel? Did you were you like whoa, or did it just feel normal?
0: I don't know. I, I honestly, I I think our experiences in quarantine have been so different like you were you you drove to louisiana
1: for i've been to i was in well okay actually oh boy this so when it i i wouldn't count that i was in new york because when i when lockdown when we first heard the rumor of lockdown i was in new york and i just like got out of there i remember
0: you made your own hand sanitizer for the plane
1: yeah and well i was going to i did i actually did buy there's a store that had like tons of it so i got I, I what left. store had tons of it? It was this store near my old apartment. It had like, it was it was some kind of um, uh, store that Bodega. sold like no, it sold like knickknacks, and then it had like a hand sanitizer section. And I was like, what? I isn't that crazy? It was like a dollar a little thing. I bought five of them. I should have bought all. But and I was yeah, I was like putting too much in my hand. But um, so I went from New York to LA, and then I was in LA for like. Then right when LA went on lockdown, that's when we drove to Louisiana, and then we like quarantined there. And then that's where I, that's where we like did the lockdown. And then I was in Louisiana for I guess oh my god, you were there months. for
0: two two months or something like that. You it were was, there for a long time because wow. I went But so from, I've been around. I think being in New York, it is so crazy. I'm looking at my screen. I look like I'm in a green screen. This is yeah. crazy. I you have look, to, at one point I'm going to walk back into, I'm in my underwear though, but whatever. Patreon, uh, Patreon, like, my new OnlyFans.
1: You look like you're trying to get your kids back. Like you're like, it's the night before the court hearing. and You want to get your kids back and- <laughs> I love them. You came um, out, you came out after you and the woman got separated <laughs> and like things you know, don't add and,
0: up. And things don't go well. So I dress up as an old woman and become their nanny. Um, I uh, kind of a progressive movie, by the way, I um, because I've been in New York, I think I walked into the hotel, everything just kind of felt normal, even going on state. Yeah, I, I have not had the whoa, experience yet, well, are, but I've also people, been living in New York for four months.
1: What are people around you like at the hotel? Are they all just like business is normal?
0: Yeah, everyone's kind of normal. Everyone just wears their masks and there's like plate glass in front of you. And they were like, oh, the only thing you can't do, like we're not having maid service every day and you can't do room service. It's room service, I don't know about you, but I'm obsessed with room service. I order room service like I'm a little prince. I thought you just said you, bring, you go to the grocery store. I do, but I, oh, I will order breakfast for room yeah. service and get that big coffee. Oh. And get, it just is fab, fabulous. To eat. I love it's always that. shit. The eggs are shit, the toast is shit, The shit. But just to have it like on a plate in your bed is like, here I I am.
1: I love that big cup, that big thing of coffee. And I like pressing the little thing with my thumb and I I, I like drinking all of it. Yeah, that is nice. Fabulous.
0: That is nice. um, So I have to tell you, I went on stage last night. Hold on a second. How was something the t- was making a high noise, sorry. Um, I thought Mariah Carey was in my closet. <laughs> did you see um, that
1: clip of me when the guy's hearing aid was going off in the show? The high noise, it's on Instagram. I was going oh. through, I was. oh, it reminded me of what you just did. I was going through um, old clips looking for something and I find that I see, I'm just skimming because I know where it is and then I see me stopping and going like, do you guys hear that? And then I remembered I was doing a show and someone's no one knew what it was but all of a sudden the noise like i couldn't hear that noise that you just heard but there's like really high noise that me and the people in the front row here and i'd be like does everyone else hear that and then finally a woman was like it's someone's hearing aid and it was going off like the whole show and the the whoever it was couldn't hear it
0: oh. i don't believe
1: because they didn't change it so i had to move on because i was like okay i'm not about to like you
0: know, scream at this person with the hearing aid.
1: You idiot. But my uncle, when his hearing aid is doing that, I think he can usually hear, tell something. Yeah, he can, I don't know. I'm not going to go people, into
0: well, Yeah, I was going to say some people's hearings are, you know.
1: Right, but they're, yeah. They're,
0: they're different. Right. Um, but can I tell you my experience on stage? Yeah, I want to hear, please. I did something I've never done before i walked on stage now before i had gone on stage i was i wrote out my set list i was listening to the last time i was performing yeah going over everything blah 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 this and that i went on stage emma i did 55 minutes great all off all off the top of my head i didn't do i did not do a single single old joke i was that's great Everything that happened with me in quarantine, everything that happened with the protests, everything that happened with the and I, I just it was a very stream of conscious kind of conversation. Thank mm-hmm. God I recorded it. I should one day release it, just one day just like just so like people could hear like what it sounds like. Cause I mean it was something it, it was a it was a pretty incredible experience because I had not usually uh, when you're go- when you're on stage and you're a comedian, you're doing new jokes. You're trying to find the the, the punchline. You're trying to find, th- but the audience was so receptive mm. that it like fueled me, and yes. it was like you were pouring out just poor jokes pouring out. Some great, some need a lot of work. But the entire thing itself, to me, it was a- it was a great experience because I felt I felt like. I just, I couldn't believe the things I was talking about. I was like, oh, I was like, I, I guess I had so much to say.
1: I think not trying to, where I, where I all felt like a glitch was when I tried to do my old set. Cause when, the Thursday that I did felt re- was really fun. And I brought up a piece of paper, which I never had done before. And I kind of, and I was like, kind of joking about it. Cause like when I was up there, I was like, there's no. It always was curious to me when people would really look at their paper because it's like th- there's nothing on it be that is gonna that I'm not gonna and I my memory sucks but like I was like okay I can remember just seeing the words written down but the Thursday night when it was more free and doing new stuff was I wish I had re- did I actually I did record it too that really is a special thing where I felt like a snag was I think it was the second show Friday I was like I'm gonna do my set and the second joke i messed up a word and then i was like bah! that's where i had a snag so it really is um it's like it's a special thing too because it's like kind of giving you the license to feel comfortable and go do that
0: right i'm that's gonna go back like all the time do you think like people like whatever. i don't th- i i don't think famous people i don't think they feel but um i i think i'm gonna something is going see i can't hear it but i can see your face (laughs) wait ready hold on wait because i've been watching ghost adventures wait no by the way i fucked up the sink i have a sink in my hotel and i what'd you do there it is wait can't hear it oh it's the vacuum the the maids are vacuuming upstairs it's like i'm living in sim tower if anyone gets that joke i love you and Um, it's like
1: you're around other people for the first time i I forgot the hotel said hotel music we're in the first floor because we. I wanted to be able to be near the gym and take the dog out. And then when I woke up this morning, I was like, I could hear this light music. And then I was like, and then I went out and I'm like, why and then Light
0: like, shit oh. music, Emma. Remember, light shit music. It's totally. all bad.
1: Totally. Um, so that's why I'm in
0: the bathroom. <laughs> you're like, you're in the bathroom. You're just really going back in gay history. Um, I have to say that um, the show, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, take what I did last night. I listened to it last night before I played Fortnite with Yamanika. And I'm going to go over it again, write it down and see what what I can... Because I bet you out of 50 minutes, seven of that will be good. Great. Seven of those minutes might be workable minutes. Um, But I'm I'm just excited that I got it. Because I looked at my notes. I brought my notes on stage. And I tried to, like you did, I tried to read like a joke or two and I thought, this just feels yeah stupid.
1: That's what I did Friday night. That's, so I did it like a... a did you, when you went into the club, what was it set up like? Like, how did they have it?
0: Tables six feet apart. Yeah. Everyone was wearing masks. Um, you know, the staff left us pretty much alone. I mean, they were nice and said hi and stuff. But when we, were, we wore our masks until I went on stage... I, I, I'm sure, you know, so someone like messaged me and they were like, Hey, you know, you shouldn't do this and blah, blah, blah and this and that. I was like, I understand. But I also, you then feel free to pay my rent. Like I, if I need oh, if to eat, it, feel free to pay for my food. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but like, this is, this is our job. It's not like you, we do this as a hobby. Right. So I don't have another means of making money. Um, so you know, if you disagree with it, I completely understand. But you also, you, I would be great. I'll give you my Venmo, pay for my rent. That'd be great.
1: It felt great getting that um, check. It really because and the guy in Kansas City, he was really generous because he paid me the same rate because he the club was was only allowing in I think twenty five percent. He, I
0: yeah, and they also yeah, they limited the the amount of people that could come here. So, right. Yeah.
1: I kind of <laughs> would have. I would have been okay if he also. I know him and I like him. I'd say out of any club owner, he's, I mean, there's lots of club owners I, I like a lot, but there's just something about this guy I really empathize with. I don't know, just his mannerisms. I would have been—I would have understood if he had to prorate it because they couldn't, the club, I think the weekend I was there, the club lost money because they're keeping it open staff. There's only 25% of the audience in there. And then they, he paid me the same rate, which was like, it was thrilling. But I canceled my show in Salt Lake City.
0: I had to cancel a show I was going to do in Cleveland. I couldn't, it wasn't, I can't. Tell um, me
1: why, because the reason I did it was because I hadn't been to the club before and I was starting, oh, and i, and I was starting to get a little, because I got a few messages like, well, I feel safe because since uh, I, I trust you or something. And I was like, oh, it." because for kansas city i felt comfortable with that for a place i hadn't been i didn't even though i've heard salt lake city is amazing and if i'm being totally honest
0: salt lake city is amazing by the way i love salt yeah lake city.
1: and the booker to be if i'm being totally transparent the booker had said they're like well if emma wants to reschedule she can come back and do a whole weekend so it was like 80 percent corona and then 20 percent me being like oh i'd love to do a whole weekend
0: well right um <laughs> But my dad uh, right.
1: thought, my dad was like, thank God. He, my dad was like, he made the, he was so, he wanted me to cancel so bad. And oh, and I got caught and I lied to my mom.
0: Why? What did you so say? So I call
1: her and I go, so we're going to call off Kansas City. I mean, we're going to call off Salt Lake City. And she went, you told me you already called that off. And I was like, I did. And she was like, well, when I told you I didn't think it was a good idea and you said you probably weren't going to do it. And then I asked you about it and you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's figured out so she's like you didn't tell me. she's like you made me believe it was called off and i was like "Ooh, i'm a little shit and i was like okay well now it is and she was like good cool cool i
0: can't i don't think i have ever i don't lie to my mom not that you lie but i'm just thinking like
1: i misled i i didn't want her to think misled. i was doing i didn't want her to think i was doing it and she said she said you're not doing it right and i said it's figured out that's a lie Yeah,
0: It's figured out as a very, actually like Italian answer. It's figured out means mind your own business.
1: Oh, that was kind of what I was trying to say. But isn't that, so it's not, oh,
0: I'll take that. You've been hanging out with me for too long. Um, Can I ask you a question? I've never heard you say that. That we've been hanging out too long? No, no, it's figured out. I've never said it's figured out. I'm always panicking and crying. Yeah. All right, I want to ask you a question. We've talked about this before, but this was sort of brought up to me by Bob the other day, and it's about lesbians.
1: Okay. Um, Oh, my God. And I have a question for you that I just thought of based on Bob. Not about Bob, but...
0: Great. So, Bob... Oh, I I don't want to speak for Bob, but basically, there was the issue... and We talked about (laughs) it before. The the word dyke. And Mm -hmm. um, people, you know, um, people who identify as queer or lesbian saying that that's not... a word that they should use or want to use. And that uh, certain lesbians are now not even using the term lesbian. They're using another word. I completely forgot. It starts with an S, but it goes back to what? like the ancient. I know.
1: I didn't um, hear about this.
0: I know. I talked to my friend Kennedy and she didn't know either. Um, is this just but, one uh, really ambitious lesbian saying like, this, this is what we're doing now, guys. We're
1: Francis. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i mean i've talked to a lot of my lesbian friends and they hadn't heard of this either but i do my question is for you do you think you like and it applies to me as well as a gay as queer people gay i identify as cis gay male i i know your gender wiggly but would you say you're lesbian or would you say you're i'm
1: totally comfortable using the term lesbian like lesbian gay queer you know i the, any one of those is is I'm 100 percent comfortable with. I mean, I, I would if, if, if it was like my knee jerk reaction, I'd be like, oh, I'm gay. I wouldn't say lesbian, but I'm very I'm totally comfortable with lesbian. I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable with bisexual just because that wouldn't be an accurate representation. Queer, I'm totally comfortable with.
0: How do you feel about people who are queer using the word dyke?
1: It totally depends on the context. Here's why I wouldn't use it. The only reason I wouldn't use it, it actually doesn't make sense because I'm comfortable with the term lesbian. To me, dyke, it's well. To me, if someone refers themselves as dyke, it's like them being it's like a very proud statement on like. And I could be wrong, so please correct me if I'm wrong, guys. A this proud, is just,
0: just your interpretation. Just brainstorming. We're not speaking for anybody but ourselves. Yeah,
1: thank you. And also, it just reflects where I'm at now, which could be open to changing. But to me, Dyke is like a proud statement of like, I'm a woman and I'm fucking, <laughs> ah. So for me, that, <laughs> for, for me, that's not, that doesn't think about that that much. That's kind of like, sure, fine, but it's not like something where I'm like, I, I feel like I think of it as someone that uses it that's had to like, it feels like you've had to like fight through a lot and like you're reclaiming that term and then you're like when I think of someone that would go by the term like I think of like an older like woman's studies professor at a small liberal arts college where the diploma isn't valid anymore or something like that right. I'm a doctor i still here even if the school's closed and you're like oh <laughs> Jesus I mean but it doesn't you know I I don't think it's ever said, like when someone goes, oh, he's such a like, oh, that faggot. If someone says that to me, it usually implies like a really like feminine guy that it's not, if someone says dyke, I just, my only worry would be that they're saying it about someone and they're ascribing what they think is quote unquote gross or something, then I wouldn't mm-hmm. really like that. But if someone's like, oh, that, if you were like, oh, oh, that old dyke, like, oh, she's cr- that She's great. That saying it—it's
0: it, strangely enough, Saying it with like a, with love behind it, rather exactly. than trying to attack somebody.
1: Yeah, but I would definitely
0: er- calling someone. A right.
1: Trick. Yeah, but I'd be like, "Oh my god, you're so dykey!" But but I wouldn't. Um, I don't. It's not like I feel like normally it's not. I mean, how do you feel when someone says someone's faggy?
0: Well, I guess I would say the same. If any gay person uses the word faggot, I have zero problem with it. Because when I it, use it,
1: too, I'll be like, oh, I like that fat." He's such a faggy little guy. Like, but I'm a, it's more like, ooh, I like it.
0: Well, I, I would say if you're a cis, well, uh, how do I put this? If, you're, if, you're, if you identify as queer and you say the word dyke, doesn't matter whether you're trans, non-binary, cis, whatever, now you use the word faggot. Did I say dyke or faggot? I don't remember. I'm so. It's
1: it's we're
0: talking. It's you It's the same, right? Yeah. So I I well, just the word faggot. I I don't. I feel it's for me, not for anybody else. For me, I don't care. Um, I mean, if you're using it in a way that's like you faggots, like in a derogatory way, because you have some kind of internalized homophobia, which I think we all deal with to a certain extent um ben i have a problem with it but I, I i really don't have issues with people within the community throwing that word around if they're using it in a way that maybe feels that they're able to reclaim it somehow i think been... the word i think the word faggot has been historically used more than dyke to discriminate against people i'm not saying that i know this but i'm just saying like if you were drag queen if you were trans if you were that da- usually you were called faggot. I mean, that was just kind of the word that went along with being, I actually don't know. I take back, I don't know what the word dyke is, but how that's been used it's historically. It's probably
1: used historically, I would imagine not positive, it'd be like, oh shit. No, not positive for yeah. sure,
0: but but, just, you, but but maybe, I actually don't know what I'm talking about. Have you Go- heard
1: a straight person try to use the word faggot in a way that like is not then being mean, but they are like trying to use it? Like, where um, I actually have not. Anytime, I've never heard them be like, oh, I love my roommate, he's gay, he's such a little silly little faggot. I've never heard a straight person say that.
0: Well, I do get bothered when there's straight people who obviously very, feel very comfortable around queer people, but when they try and relate in a way that they can't, they'll, they'll call someone a faggot or do something that's like, thinking that they're like kind of in on it, but they're not, My mm. my red flag goes up. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to call their boss and have them fired. Right. But I mean, I, I do feel like, uh, you know, just kind of like, know your, know well, your, or what, what, read the room.
1: Are they trying to talk to you about like another gay person where, cause
0: see that I wonder. Yeah. If, or like with me joking with me, like, God, oh. a faggot or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I just, it doesn't feel comfortable. No, I don't
1: like that. There's I,
0: one comedian. I'm not hmm. going to say her name cause I don't want to get her in trouble who used the word faggot in her act, but. It actually felt completely normal coming out of her. And it made me laugh really, really hard.
1: Well, um, I, I saw this, a guy, he's a mutual friend of ours. I'm not gonna say his name. We both like love him, but he was pretty drunk and uh, he had gotten, he was done doing his set. He's just like silly, D- pretty drunk. And he, um, and he, I watched him, like he looked mortified. He called me the next day. I had kind of forgotten about it this guy was going up the stairs and this guy was like really the not the comedian. The guy that was going up the stairs was like really loud and like kind of flailing. And it was at the comedy cellar where the showroom is downstairs. So you go upstairs, but people can still hear you in the stairwell. And the guy, when he was walking, kept hitting his foot on the step above it. So he's making a lot of noise. And the comedian said to the bouncer, he said something, he went something, something. I think he said faggot. Something said, he goes, faggot. He goes, but he was saying it like, like, he's making so much noise. And the guy was very flamboyant, hard to retell it. I mean, I remember kind of being like, Ugh. but then he sees me and he goes, Ugh. And he goes, what have I done? And he was like, I didn't realize what I was saying. And then when I saw you, I realized what I was saying. I'm so sorry. He starts apologizing. And then the next day he was like, and I was like, it was someone I know. And I also know he has lots of gay friends and I've seen this particular comedian He used to do an open mic where this gay guy would hold the mic while the comedians on stage doing their jokes and the gay guy it was at a gay guy's bar i know who it is and the gay guy (laughs) would interrupt him and just berate this guy and he would just he was like you know totally into it so so cool so for some reason because i had seen all those things it i almost felt like the way he used it a gay person would have used it too
0: you know what yeah, I mean? I, I think there's still a difference. I He was I right think to when,
1: apologize. He, no. I mean, he, he looked like he, he. He apologized
0: and forgiven. But I, I oh, think. Oh, he like,
1: apologized. He apologized. Like, I was like.
0: But I, I, was I like, think that there's more straight people. May, we Because we're queer. When we're around straight people, I'm sure the gay jokes go down dramatically. If it was like a, a percentage, like it'd be like, boo, you know, but I think when we're not around, I think true. the word faggot is thrown around still. I mean, I can't yeah. judge it, but I I just know I just I just know. Right.
1: Actually that's true. Cause what really ca- caught him? And then the bouncer kind of didn't. The bouncer kind of like didn't react. But then there was another comedian there that was like mm, that he had said that. And then, but he was like, it was almost like it. It felt like he used it in a way where if he were gay, that's where a gay person would have used it too. Because the other person was, it was very, it was, it was interesting though. But that's the last time I've been around a straight person that I ever. With. That's the last time I've been away from them. <laughs> I have, I have
0: this to. One. I, I have a question for you. Do you mm-hmm. feel because, you know, you use the, I, and I love these jokes where you say, I'm the man when I'm the man one.
1: And I understand I,
0: what you're doing. I understand, I yeah. understand exactly what you're doing. And have, I've re-
1: retired those actually,
0: but. Int- okay.
1: Let's yeah. talk about that. Well, I've just retired them because I've done them on TV and then I've done oh. them so much. <laughs>
0: that's why. I thought it yeah. was like existential, like
1: No, I I think they're really fun. I think that they're like fun jokes. And if I'm doing a longer set, then someone has the context to see that I'm just making fun of myself. Right. But I have to build the context.
0: I also thought about it too. I thought, you know, people who will quote unquote think it's problematic, but like obviously growing up, you relating to the quote unquote man one was something that made you feel more comfortable within yourself. And that was an identity that helped you blossom into your queerness mm-hmm. and now you're a comedian and you're poking fun I my interpretation is you are poking fun at the stereotypical male female gender and the yes. fact that you're presenting female saying you're a lesbian but you are calling yourself the man one, you're playing with the idea of gender and you're playing with the idea of traditional sex roles. And that, that it's you're,
1: ridiculous. Like, that's what I'm trying... It's, it's ridiculous, too. Your
0: point... Right. You're, to me, if you're really putting a layer to this, you are points, you are challenging audiences to point out how ridiculous the male-female role genders are because you being female, talking about the male gender role is in and of itself not what the stereotypical patriarch sort of, you know, laying out what it means to be blah, 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 blah. I, I see that. I, I, it I, is I,
1: asking a lot of the, uh, that, but also when I do that joke, I always would try to stomp my feet a lot and act really childish, like be like, but I'm a man one. But, and try to like just be, show, show that it's like I'm throwing a fit.
0: A temper but, tantrum, yeah. Temper
1: tantrum, exactly. But it, um it, when it is lost on people, I'm also like, I get it. Usually right. the, t- the time where usually people would always get that joke. It was when I did it on Colbert and then the people in the comment section were like, you're homophobic. I was like, oh, you know, if you look at it on paper, of course it's problematic. It's like one. So I would get when people would criticize that joke, but I would, if I just thought of that joke today, I would gleefully perform it. It's just that I've been doing it now for like
0: for a while, a while unfortunately. Yeah because it is a it's, fun. It's, it's interesting, because I just think about these types of, now that we're going back to the stage, we're mm-hmm. talking about things, and the conversation has changed drastically. Everything in the past four months has made everybody rethink everything, um, and hopefully for the better. Right. I'm just thinking about my own material, and the types of things that I want to talk about, and do, and if, but the problem is, is we use so much irony and sarcasm to make a point. Like for the for the for example, the joke that I made about gays going to gay prison and I did the whole act out about um if Mike Pence tried putting us in prison, mm-hmm. we would be reenacting the scenes from Chicago, but the, the people that got mad at me for that, it's hard for me to explain to them that when you're telling a joke, you have to take something to the most extreme level um, and to make a point. The point I'm making is that it is scary to be queer and Mike Pence to be have his fingertip on the button that can fuck us all up. So now that's the point. The joke is the scenario of like how we, like, obviously that's not what prison would be like if gay people were forced into prison. I know right. that. And the audience also, knows that. Right. And, you're and you're like
1: saying so that- like, we will overcome too, as part of the
0: joke. Exactly right. But the fact that we know that that's not what prison would be like is what makes it funny, but you're also walking away with something saying, you know, he does have a point. We, we really, it is scary that Mike mm-hmm. Pence is this close. Now, I deal with it through humor. I'm not dealing with their poetry. I'm not dealing with through music. I'm not dealing with their art. I'm dealing it with humor. But I think, and at the same token, if you're going to treat all my jokes that way, super serious, then I also want Lindsay Lohan to be president i want uh i i I'm rachel ray you know i mean i have so many jokes that i take to these extremes to make a right. point you, so you yeah. can't so you can't say that this joke is funny and then that one's too serious right. because i'm treating everything with the same you'd be a so i mean if it
1: was a so, yeah it'd be like you'd be running lindsey lowen's presidential campaign throwing god cards. i would
0: love to. Yeah. god i would love to
1: party god, of two
0: she wouldn't party. even be there. It'd be party at what It would just be you. She'd be like, I don't we'll even want It'd be her and Dina. Mm. It would be her and Dina Lohan. Mm. But yeah, I just think like be, being woke or being, um, you know, look looking at humor, obviously it's good to change the conversation and change the way we speak and, and deal with things. Like there's certain things that are simply just not acceptable anymore, I find in mm. comedy. Um, but it's interesting how People, like another thing too, is like there's so much content out there. The fact that someone's going to find your material and then hate you for it. It's like, literally, I don't listen to Eminem because I find what he says, it doesn't relate to me. I wouldn't use those words. Mm -hmm. And I don't find it something that needs to be in my life. So I don't listen to it. I listen to Mariah Carey instead. It's so crazy that with the amount of content that's out there, we're still trying to control what everyone is saying. I find it to be I think you could do a joke about that.
1: I think that's funny, actually, the idea of, like, combing through some, someone's lyrics to find stuff that you don't like if you're already, like, not, like, but continuing to, like, comb through their stuff. It's got to be people that already like the person because
0: that would be- Well, psycho. Eminem's a great example because it's, like, I could go through his lyrics and be, like, let me read his lyrics. Like, okay. Oh, I mean, he's I, a- And it'd be, like, I, he, he has seven houses. I have one bedroom. Mm. What are you going to cancel me for? Cancel me what? I don't. Right. I don't have money. Right. <laughs> it's like... You know, like it's they're like, taking away we, the bed. There should be a rule that we can only cancel really rich people.
1: I mean, Eminem, like, he, yeah, he. I, I always kind of forget about him. But I think he's in cancer. Well, they just, they're trying to, I mean, Nick Cannon just got in trouble. And this, what I was going to ask you about was, did you see the queer eye for the straight guy, but it's in Japan? No, I haven't seen it yet. So I haven't seen it either. So I can't really comment on it, but I read a really interesting, a uh, um, Joshua, I don't want to say your last name wrong, Joshua, but I, I know you listen and I, we follow each other on Instagram or maybe he posted it on Facebook. He posted this really interesting article about how problematic the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy Japan version is. And I'm going to watch it, but from the article, I was Wait, why in, did you say it was problematic? Because it's they're applying American cult—it's cult, cultural appropriation in a lot of like what they're doing when they're like critiquing the Japanese people. Like they're not applying any cultural sensitivity to it. So it'd be like if it was if it was like queer eye for the straight guy Japan comes to America and then instead of like enhancing what the person's doing, they're just like tearing down like certain like cultural ideals and institutions, even if they are problematic. But there's nothing the person can do about it, and then kind of like whitewashing it and then being like. <laughs> And then leaving. It's really just for TV I, at the harm of the
0: person. Right. Well, I've not seen it, but I guess my only argument against that would be if they came on their own accord right to agree true. to a show that's already been out for a year and is super popular and that's, that's a good those point. People are saying, Yes, I i uh, I have I agree to what's about to happen to me. If Queer I just broke into people's homes and forced people to, you know, like unknowingly, like hostage situation, I would say right. that's really weird. But everyone came on their own accord, I suppose. I mean, Marie, what Marie Kondo, what is her name?
1: Marie Kondo. We should the I mean, title. The, or go
0: the, rever- the, the reverse that I love about that is she's obviously not imposing any kind of cultural appropriation on anybody. But and I the love the power things. dynamic. But, right, but she does things that I love, <laughs> like she walks into a home and she thanks the home. Now I don't do that. I've never thanked a home ever. But the fact that she did that made me realize. Oh wow! You know how how interesting to be thanking the tangible and material things around us for being in our lives. Mm-hmm. I never, th- and it makes you look at your home in a different way if you start to treat it with more love. Now, I don't think that these things are comparable. I'm just speaking about someone who's Japanese coming, or she is Japanese, right? Mm-hmm. Um, coming to you know American TV so that just it sort of makes you think in a different way. I'm not Japanese, so I can't speak on that. So right. I have no idea. But I'm sure he makes a lot of good points.
1: Great the art the article is titled My Culture Is Not Your Toy, a Japanese man's perspective on queer eye Japan. And oh, it was then this
0: guy, then he's right. He's Japanese, so I'm not gonna it think.
1: was really interesting how queer eye damages the very people and culture they were trying to save. Now oh, it's on medium.com and we can post it but it was really it was really, and the, it was interest. It was an interesting read. I definitely recommend it.
0: Because I have I, to, yeah. I have to see it and then read his article because I'm sure he makes a lot of really good points.
1: Did you watch the first season of it?
0: I did no, not. I didn't. I mean, neither I. didn't did I. watch, I didn't watch I didn't it. Even. I'm friends with Jonathan. He's. We did shows together, and he's really sweet. When? Yeah, is- I guess. I I guess I never thought about it that way. You know, it's like when you're queer eye for the straight guy. Well, they don't even call it that anymore. They just call it queer eye. Right. And then they oh, go, go to I Japan. I guess I don't know what they're doing when they go to Japan, so I can't make any kind of judgment.
1: Oh, you're right. It does. It's not queer eye for the straight guy. It's just queer eye. Yeah, Did,
0: it's just queer eye.
1: When are our sets from Just for Last Montreal gonna air?
0: Mine already aired. Did
1: it? I wonder when the hell mine's gonna.
0: Maybe I mine think I'm already aired. posted. I think I'm gonna post it on my Instagram. Totally. I'm gonna
1: splice it up into make it make it into
0: little clips. You know, like why can I have can I pay you to edit mine? I don't do those edits. I hire
1: some to do the captions, I hire someone to do that.
0: Can you give me his number?
1: Yeah, it's the guy who took our pictures for um Oh,
0: the homeless
1: Yeah, yeah, pimp. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm he sure does, his
0: name uh, is not probably <laughs> Scott. Everything's probably I know.
1: So his actual name is Mike Levin, but on Instagram, his name is the homeless pimp. So I constantly refer to him as that too. But I only realize I always have to be like, that's his Instagram name instead of being like, yeah, yeah, the homeless pimp does it. But we have that ghost story I forgot about. Should we still read that? Yes, today? wait,
0: yes. Because how much, what time is it? 11.47? It's All 10, right.
1: Or should we do it a different time, you think?
0: No, I have, well, fuck, because I have to go. Um. What, I'm down for either. What? what is,
1: we'll, we can save the ghost story. Ashley Here's has, what we're going to do. Okay.
0: Keep sending us ghost stories because yes. next episode will be just the Inside the Closet ghost stories episode. And That's do you have one?
1: Because do. I don't.
0: Do I have a personal ghost yeah. story? Yeah, I, I do. You do? Not that happened to me, but it's through my Aunt Nikki oh. and this whole thing. Yeah. Okay,
1: I got one of those. I got one of those through um, Ashley told me too, And I was like, Oh, I wish she didn't.
0: I mean, I look like I'm being haunted right now.
1: Yeah, I I actually am the I,
0: ghost. I look I look like I'm like this is where I saw the ghost. He, right. he came in through that. Look, see, there's a shadow. So I really am here. I promise you, though.
1: <laughs> Did it feel when you got, you've got you've got the two shows tonight and then two shows tomorrow? Hmm. How did it feel doing, did it feel like, did it feel surreal like you were like back? Because there was something so comforting about, there's, for me, the part where I really was like, oh, this is so like, oh my God, was, or getting food from the kitchen, because it's like, you know, you're backstage in the green room and then there's a chef and I went and ordered and like, kind of, and it was just like, that made me be like, wow, like I used to do this, like, all
0: oh. We got food beforehand, mm-hmm. but... Ah. um. Yeah. I mean, it was nice. It was really, I really was quite taken back by what I was able to do on stage for not having done it for four months. It felt strange. It felt so strange. It felt really strange. Felt great, though. I just, it was like a catharsis. I just got it all out.
1: Do you think it's going to be tougher to be not doing shows after this? Like, are you going to want to do shows all the time afterwards?
0: um i'll have to see how i feel monday because i don't have anything booked then till the end of august so it's
1: like a month off of stand-up again i know same boat because i i mean i'm supposed to be at the punchline at the end of august in san francisco if i haven't even been promoting it because it's like if 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 if. but you know safety is the most important thing here too like
0: yeah so we just it's we have to see yeah yeah. No, but. Anyways, um, all right. Well, this is great. To, great see to see you via Zoom.
1: And thank you guys so much. Please send in any ghost stories that you have. We'll get to it on the next
0: episode. Also, oh. guys, we post our videos on Patreon once mm-hmm. a week. So mm-hmm. if you're following us on Patreon, and I've been putting up cooking videos on Patreon, but if you oh, follow us on Patreon, all of our videos of us doing the podcast live, you can see it on Patreon.
1: Okay, I'm gonna start doing little. I'll start doing little little things as well.